Hello, welcome to Hunt a Killer Deep Dives, where we examine horror, pop culture, and the paranormal. I'm Kristen Anderson, at Chillin' Kristen. Make sure you head to hunttokiller.com slash blog to check out the written version of this show, because that way you can see pictures, click on links, and even more. Okay, let's talk about whether you should give staying at the Lizzie board and bed and breakfast a whack. Meaning like a try. I was doing a little bit of wordplay there. Sure, you listen to true crime podcasts. Yeah, 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 you're all up on the documentaries. Night Stalker was rough, P.S. But have you gone on a true crime-themed getaway? Enter the Lizzie Borden Bed and Breakfast. Operating in the actual former home of the tragic Borden family of Massachusetts, co-owners Donald Woods and Leanne Wilbur lovingly run this hotel-slash-museum combo with a dedicated staff. They go to great lengths to make sure that guests are satisfied and have enough understanding of the home's grisly history to be scared of bumps in the night. In 1892, the small Fall River community was rocked when husband and wife Andrew and Abby Borden were found murdered in their house, the victims of more than a dozen hatchet wounds each. Their bodies were discovered by Lizzie Borden, Andrew's daughter and Abby's stepdaughter, who soon became the prime suspect. Perhaps you've heard this twisted children's rhyme. Lizzie Borden took an axe, gave her mother 40 wax. When she saw what she had done, she gave her father 41. And turns out there's also a lesser known second verse. Andrew Borden is now dead. Lizzie hit him in the head. In the heavens he will sing. On the gallows she will swing. Lizzie was charged, tried, and acquitted, which shocked the town, most of which was sure Lizzie was guilty. She and her sister Emma, who was out of town when the murders occurred, didn't return to the family home, but moved into another house in the same town. Emma seemed satisfied of Lizzie's innocence. However, after living together for 12 years, Emma abruptly moved out. The sisters never saw each other again. But just because the sisters never returned to the Borden family home doesn't mean it's remained uninhabited. Just over a hundred years after the murders, the house was turned into the bed and breakfast it is today. Its aim is to provide an authentic, themed experience of what the house was like at the time of the murders, as well as a comprehensive overview of the crime itself. The style of the time has been painstakingly duplicated. Owners Woods and Wilbur hired upholsterers to copy the fabric and style of the furniture originally in the home, and the floral patterns that were in favor in the 1800s are well represented. There are crime scene photos hanging on the walls in the locations the murders occurred. A genuine photo of deceased Andrew Borden on the couch hangs up over a replica couch, and a picture of Abby Borden rests on a dresser next to the spot she was killed in the upstairs guest room. The hotel features themed rooms for its guests, including the room in which Abby Borden was killed, now known as the John V. Morse Room, named after Andrew's brother, who stayed in it the night before the murders. There's also the Andrew and Abby suite, comprised of the couple's bedroom and Abby's sewing room, as well as the Lizzie and Emma suite, where the sisters stayed in life. Among other guest rooms, you also have the option to stay in the Bridget Sullivan room, the former living quarters of the Borden family maid. Sullivan was the only other person on the premises on the day of the murders, leading to speculation about what she may have known and not said. The team at the bed and breakfast know exactly what draws people there, and they smartly play into it. Not only are their daily historical tours open to the public, but overnight guests have access to a supply of various Ouija boards in the drawing room, a TV with recordings of television specials about the Borden murders, and complimentary dousing rods for ghost investigations. They serve hatchet-shaped cookies with breakfast in the morning. Guests are also treated to a complimentary nighttime tour, which includes not only information about the murders, but the paranormal experiences that people have had on the property since then. Because of this, it's become a popular destination for ghost hunters. 
Most of the reviews on TripAdvisor reference staying up late trying to capture something, often teaming up with other guests. However, some reviews mention experiencing ghostly activity they weren't looking for. Quote, My husband said he woke several times in the night. Each time he would look around the room and fall back asleep quite quickly. The last time this happened, he looked around the darkened room as before, but this time as he turned back to rest his head, he distinctly felt the bed vibrate near where his feet were, as if someone put their hands on the bed and were pushing on it rapidly. He said he couldn't move his body after that. Sleep paralysis had taken over, although he wanted to look to see what was making the bed move. He remembered if you move your fingers, it usually helps with sleep paralysis, and tried that, but suddenly sleep overcame him and he fell asleep, and like that, it was morning. My husband has a theory that he might have startled a spirit since he was looking into the darkness for a while that last time. Perhaps Mr. or Mrs. Borden thought he saw them? A second quote. I am not a believer in the paranormal, but am willing to consider that it could exist. All that being said, as I stood in the doorway of the parlor during our tour, I felt a cold rush go through me. Nobody else felt it, and I asked. To get the experience these folks did, you might want to make plans to get there soon. The Lizzie Borden bed and breakfast is up for sale, and the current owners hope that the new ones keep it in operation, but of course, there are no guarantees. By the way, also for sale by the same owners is Maplecroft, the estate where Lizzie and Emma lived after the murders. The realtor of the properties is a tour guide at the museum, showing what a family affair running the B&B is. Sadly, so were the murders that took place there. I hope you enjoyed this narration. And again, you can find the written version of this article on huntakiller.com slash blog. Make sure to check it out and click on the links that are peppered throughout. And also make sure to check out our Hunt a Killer mystery subscription boxes that are like an escape room delivered to your door every month. You receive the clues and then it's up to you to piece them all together. Every month, the plot thickens and you get closer and closer to revealing the murderer. Check those out at huntakiller.com. Hunt a Killer.com.